Hello and welcome to Meet the Founder, a new series within But Why podcast. My name is Clemmie Telford and before I began out on social media, my career was in advertising as an agency creative director and later as a creative strategist at Facebook and Instagram. I have a fascination with brands, how and why they exist and the stories of the people behind them. Meet the Founder is my opportunity to marry my love of honest conversations about tricky subjects with my curiosity about brands. It's business chat, but a bit nosier. And actually, things have been weird for the last six months for us, particularly in the UK. But yet, I feel the most excited I've ever been. I felt like this year I've really reset, and I've done this for a long time. But I feel like I'm starting again. Today, I am joined by Lucy Aylin, founder and CEO. I've just added that. Yeah, I know when people go... What are you? What do you do? I'm like, I'm just kind of the boss. I don't know. I like started it and I'm just about now. They can't get rid of me. Yeah. And, and like creative director, maybe. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. All of the above um, of Never Fully Dressed. And I always like to start with like, what is the elevator pitch for Never Fully Dressed? How does it exist? Um, why does it exist? How did it begin? It began, so it first existed because I'm a failed actress and I needed a job. I needed to get money. So I started the markets. Like my parents were always market traders in the East End. I had that in my blood. Um, and it was something to do. My mum's like, you've got to do something proper, really. So that's how it first existed. I think it still exists today. I was talking about this on the way up here. I think resilience is one of the, a really uncommon trait actually nowadays. So I think just withstanding ups and downs, highs and lows, learnings from me and to still be about, um, I think, I think we, we exist because we listen to our customer and we've evolved through that journey. Um, and I think the brand's quite cool. I think we play a good role in in the industry and in women's lives, which I'm I'm learning now to be proud of. Do you have kind of um, an encapsulation of, of what of like the brand values or what it stands for? Who when you think of Nelly, never fully dressed, how does yeah, how does it come to mind? I know, we need a, we need a shorter name, don't we? Never yeah. fully dressed is going to be a lot to say throughout this podcast a million times. Do you ever give um, it a nickname? NFD, I NFD, suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Our values. I love women. I love women, and I love. I know I used to downplay what we did. Think, oh, I just made clothes. Like a bit embarrassed about that. But I think what women do is amazing. And I think if we can play a tiny role in that, that a woman feels as amazing as they are. And I'm not saying we make that for them but just unlocking something in them or they put a dress on and they just feel confident or that color lifts them in that day then we've played our bit for them to go on and smash whatever they're doing that day so i think it's i think there's nothing tokenistic about what we do i think we've always had a really honest voice um again i'm learning which i think is quite rare in the industry um so i think that inclusivity and diversity and real I say love of women and fun. I think we don't take ourselves too seriously. I think, um, which again, I think is quite rare. Um, so it kind of answers both questions. Why I think we're still about because we play quite a unique role. Um, and yeah, what our brand is about, I think. Enjoying, enjoying life, I think um, it's just fun, I think. And looking for that fun in, in getting dressed and, and in what that brings to other people. I think that's so true. I think it is exactly, when I think of it, it's like, obviously it's fashion, but it, it's not super trend-led. It's just stuff that you would get out of your wardrobe again and again, but always that would make you feel fantastic. Yeah, it's joyful. smile when they put it on. I think life's, we have a bit of a slogan, like life is tough, but so are you. Like, 
that it is. Life's crap. So if you can just put something on that makes you smile, find joy in something little, especially when people are up and down with um, mental wellness and stuff. I think if you can find something small when you're, you've got out the wrong side of the bed, don't reach for the... I'm not seeing what people have got on. <laughs> the, the black leggings, but the, the attract that mood... Put something on, even if it's a discipline and you've got to force yourself into something, it will lift that mood. It does. Yeah. It's so interesting, actually. I, funnily enough, I did a bit of a survey of my audience this week because I now I've moved out and I'm in the middle of a massive house renovation. I look a state quite a lot of the time. <laughs> and I always don't know in myself whether that means I've given up or whether I've become more relaxed. And actually what I realise is about I can dial it in or dial it out. Sometimes I want to bring it yeah. and sometimes I want to look a mess but a lot of people said that they felt that the the action of getting dressed and making an effort was about keeping themselves together yeah don't get me wrong I think after I've done if we've done a pop-up or a big event and I'm colorful and joyous and you're so present for a week 10 days I literally want to get off of a plane and just hibernate in black and not talk to no one for a day maybe but yeah so I think just listening to yourself listening to what I love about your clothes as well is many of them can be worn several different ways, can't they? They've got a lot of tweaks so that it's not a case of trying to fit the clothes on you. You can make the clothes work. Yeah, I think because our customers are so diverse. And when I first started, so in the markets, everything was one size. It was all a big oversized. Because I didn't come from a design background, I couldn't make a fitted Victoria Beckham Herve Lager kind of dress. It was a big oversized thing. And then I'd have super trendy little girls that, okay, wear it like this or tight like that. And then I'd have older, like my mum's customer or whoever, like our, our customer range is so wide. And okay, so you wear it like this. Like my little sisters are 22, my mum's 60 odd. They both only wear never fully dressed, but just in a completely different way. And um, I was gonna say the young ones then do shop with, we have a secondhand program as well. So they would shop secondhand, never fully dressed or my mum would shop in a different way. So it's just seeing the beauty in all of those women. Yeah. When I've been lucky enough to to come to an event with you, which was actually a fantastic night, but what I loved hearing about from some of your team was about how you you really know who your top customer are, how who, who your you know your most regular customers, and how you treat them in a very particular way, and not in a way that you're shouting about on social. You just have a quite a personal relationship with them, don't you? Yeah, I think we're really lucky. I remember when. Holly, our customer service manager now, but when she joined and they would forward me emails being like, oh, your friend's emailed. I'm like, no, I don't know them. But I think people just have that familiarity with how they talk with us. We do have that true, Instagram should be used in social media for its truest form. So communication, community, collaborativeness, conversation, and it should be a forum, a, a meeting point, but digitally to use for that. So I think that's what we've built. We, we're lucky that we got on social quite early. So I think without knowing how amazing it could be for business and looking at it strategically. So it did grow organically in how we use that platform. So I think that's still about now with us. Mm. Obviously we honed into that then, uh, that held us in good stead for lockdown as well when it was such a community focus um, that we had that already there. It wasn't like these big companies that then had to pivot in that time and think, community, this buzzword, how do we serve it? That was already there. So I think that held us in good stead. And do you have stores or just one store? Um, we have one store, super small store in Buckersteel. Um, so on the outskirts of East London, Essex, which is amazing. And we first got that. So I was in my mum's attic 
and we had devalued her house, like made the stairs all threadbare, taking um, deliveries up the stairs, like three in the morning, going to the markets down the stairs, waking up. So, and my mum and dad would have a day off and I had a couple of women work for me then and they'd be like letting themselves in the house at seven. She's like, okay, Luce, maybe, maybe find <laughs> somewhere else now. Um, and she was kind of moving maybe as well. So we found this small store. I never wanted a shop. I think in my head, maybe my mum and dad had a lot of shops. So, you know, when you didn't want to go that route, maybe. But I thought oh, if the front of the shop covers the rent, like the back of the shop then was, we did the fulfillment and had it as a bit of an office space. So, and I loved that transition. I got dressed every day for the first time in a long time. There was a little pub around the corner. I'd go, you had that Friday feeling, which I'd never had. Um, even as a bit of an entrepreneur, as a founder, you don't have friends or colleagues or anything. I'd, I had a couple of women who were mums from my sister's school in the playground that needed a little part-time job, but it didn't really have colleagues. So I think then in the shop, you're, I think people, which is such a shame, I think about lockdown and now the working from home thing, I think there's good and bad of it, but I think miss it. When I see young people and they miss that um, interaction, human instinct and feel and touch and emotion. Um, so even if it was customers or relationships you built, I think that is the essence of everything we do ultimately, no matter whether you're in a big job, little job, day job, whether you don't work, that interaction is what human species yeah thrive off what makes us different i think you're so right that friday feeling is is what it's all about and of course working from home offers so much convenience yeah there's nothing quite like that that community and actually it's something interesting you touched on and as i've done these interviews a couple of my guests have been like oh in order to be a founder I've been a terrible friend. And actually not only do you not have the time necessarily to be around for your friends, it's quite a lonely pursuit for for the early stages yeah. of this as well, isn't it? Yeah, cause you don't, sometimes now when I meet CEOs or people of that position, they've often worked their way, even if they're at the top now, worked their way through the industry and up the ladder. Whereas I didn't do that. You just, when you're a founder, you just go in and it's all you at first. So yeah, and I always shunned my sisters in the city and always wanted me to talk finance and maybe meet with these network in that world. But I think it was probably lack of confidence really that I didn't, and I used to shun that really. I never wanted to talk like that or meet people, probably because I didn't think I was good enough to do that or, oh, I know how to tie a, a wrap skirt, but maybe talking seriously, you're a little bit out of your comfort zone. But I do wish I did that earlier, I do. Is that something you you do now? How have you financed this, or is it is it all just been organic all no, along? It's, yeah, it's still I still own it all. We've never had investment, and again, I toy with the idea of whether that's good or bad, and the uh, the pros and cons that comes that would come with either option. Toying with what that end goal should look like. People always ask, like, I mean, what's your exit strategy and stuff like that? And again, that's never really been a thought. And I actually think. That's probably when I was not at my best in what I was doing, when I then got distracted. When we did, I say we grew a lot during lockdown and then people want a bit of that pie. Do you know I mean, as soon as you're big, people, everyone's about and wants to know um, and start putting seeds in your head and thinking either what something could be worth or wanting that conversation. And I think I got distracted. I think I started thinking about things that weren't actually true to the heart of the brand. And I got a bit faffy like what my mum would call a tit in a trance. I kind of then didn't know what I was doing. Oh, what shall I be doing? Or what is my, what is the fulfillment from me from this? What what makes me happy? Or what is the brand? What should we be turning over every year? Um, a lot of comparisons and stuff, which I don't think were right for me personally, for the business. And actually this year, 
I'm really excited. I feel like I'm one of the most excited I've been in a while. We we come off the end off the back of a good couple of pop-ups in America last year and then Christmas. And actually things have been weird the last six months for us, particularly in the UK. But yet I feel the most excited I've ever been. I felt like this year I've really reset and I've done this for a long time. But I feel like I'm starting again. I feel like for me, really identifying what the values are of the brand, what success looks like for me what I want to achieve, what I want to stand for, what I want to build. And I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about our young management team. Like a lot of our staff really come through. Um, and I think the talent that they could be in the industry, I'm excited about. I'm excited about new qualities. Actually, all I've focused on probably for a good nine, six months maybe, is just quality of fabric, of product. We had a range come out yesterday, and that's the most proud of a range I've ever been. So yeah, I'm excited this year. You're completely aside, but I do need to say that I was just talking to lovely producer Izzy before you came in. Uh, and I said, one thing people can't grasp from your stuff online is the quality of it. Really? I won. And I think even from the event that we did we, last summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, it's it's different again. Really? It's, yeah, the range we launched yesterday, like the intricacy, the integrity of design to it. The I know people know us for our print and they're always exclusive. and But like the embroidery, different. We've got a nice... We've worked on our uh, factory base, so our supply base now that I think is a little bit more varied. So I was in India, a few, maybe last month, on new yeah fabrics and ways of working, details, which are really exciting. So and I'm excited again by the product. Yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? I think that um, business is a bit like being in a long-term relationship. You know, there are times when it's a bit bit off the boil and then there are times you're like oh yeah here we are and we're we're a different set of people again and yeah. all this business feels different again yeah. and that's so, so exciting I think yeah. that evolution like yeah. looking at I look at something we did a few months ago and I think oh my gosh we thought that was good then and, and how exciting that this is where we are now so to think where we'd be in a year and that's hard when you're in something you don't often see that progress you meet someone on the street they go this is amazing and you're thinking really Do you know what I mean like I don't see any of that side so sometimes when you step back yeah maybe every six months or every whatever um and you go oh actually i'm quite proud of that or that's that's quite cool yeah are there moments when you're able to kind of take stock and think oh wow i can't believe we've got to this point no i don't i still don't i don't know i don't know whether it's being a woman i think we're quite actually self-deprecating in our nature in how we're built i don't know if it's being british or being well i mean we're religious, but like in a Catholic family, like my mum has that mindset a little bit of you don't um, you don't praise yourself or think you've yeah, done that's funny. good. I don't know. Honestly, it's I can no one can see her, but she is cringing. Yeah, the yeah, idea no, that you because I, I don't. I think I don't. I think we like I said. I, think, I feel like we've just started. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. And in reality, how many years old are you? Not you, the, me. Yeah, <laughs> the brand. We're about to say thirteen. But maybe that's an, an amazing place to be, to, to continue to be in that startup. Yeah, and, and when I look at actually brands I admire, even like Ganny, like I only really knew of them X amount ago. They're probably about 10 years older than us. So I think it's interesting to have that, or even Zimmerman, like brands that I think are amazing. Oh, they had that exploration phase for a while. Actually, their product is completely different to where they were. So I think, okay, I feel like... Okay, maybe I've arrived. I feel confident in that business chat that I said I wouldn't have had before. I, I feel like I've earned that place at the table. And maybe then that's a good place to start. Maybe that's a better foundation. Maybe I wasn't ready back then. I think you've got to trust everything yeah. like that. I think I wasn't ready to be an actress back then. I, my mind probably wasn't stable. Like if I was a famous actress at 25, I probably wouldn't 
be alive or, or like you'd be. So I think you've got to, I know it's pretty cliche, you've got to trust that that timing. I completely agree. The older I get, the more I try and just be like, things will happen at the time they're meant to I be know. It's a shame that wisdom is wasted. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and I think I'm, so to think that now, I think, oh my gosh, how wise will I be in 10 years? And then how, what, that's, I just respect the elderly so much, even if no matter what life they've lived or whatever. I'm like, you, you've been through so much to come to your conclusion or to think what you think now is just built on so much experience and yeah. I think that that's so interesting. Again, the conversations that are coming through is like, if if as a founder, you're so deeply tied to your brand, you have to wait till you are ready. You know, yeah. we often see, and all respect in them, but, but but really young people blowing these businesses up very, very quickly, which is great. But what does that look like over the trajectory of your life, over the whole of your career? Is that what you want to be super successful immediately? It's a lot to maintain. Yeah, I think that's true. You saw like with Girl Bloss or whoever, like yeah. ones that are in the public eye. But a friend um, founded Grind, you know, the coffee, mm. and he was on a podcast not long ago. And he said, as a society, we really um, celebrate these quick, only the Elon Musk or the big success yeah. stories, the massive ones. You don't, we don't, as a culture, as a society, celebrate slower growth or, um, yeah, if you just own one corner shop and you, you keep that running and you employ a couple of people and you feed your family, that's that's amazing what you've achieved. So I think, going back, I suppose the question before as well, when I was, oh, I don't know what we have achieved in, in some way. Um, yeah, I say that. The first question, the fact that we're still about, I think that is an achievement in itself. So I think as a society, we should probably um, appreciate, celebrate those. It's not a smaller achievement, but do you know what I mean? Achievement that is more graspable. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I've, as I said before we began, I've recently moved to the seaside and there's a um, gift shop, like a beach shop called Suzanne's. And in the window in like October, it says, I'll be reopening in May. And I've like, created this whole life for Suzanne that she goes to Tenerife for six yeah. months. She's like, see ya. And I was just like, again, I've moved from a London mindset where it's like very, very go, go, yeah. go. But actually, and again, a lot of the restaurants around me shut on rainy days. And it's 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 just knowing what works and yeah. not having to go big. That expectation and, no. of, I think it's weird even, I've got kids, do you know I mean? That they're at school and now you are a slave to that calendar, which is just a mental thing that's, I don't, and I do believe in that you need uh, regulation or whatever. So I think, again, as humans, we need that. But it's just mad that you're fined if your kid doesn't go to school that day. But there's someone I follow in in LA. We worked with her when we were out there and she's so cool. She'd just be like, oh, I just took my kids off school today to go and do this or to go to an allotment and teach them. And I'm like, the, the education they're getting on a wider spectrum is just beautiful. So, yeah, I'm in a bit of that reassessment phase. We're looking, yeah, maybe a, a long-term winter let that personally and work-wise, I just can't do winter here again. But you just want to think that I'm just going to do that every year now. Yeah, just reassessing what, because I say maybe my upbringing, my mum and dad still, they just work so hard. Yeah. Like they're just that way. Like my dad, he's gone down to three days now, but so on his day off, he'd be around my house at 7am in the gar doing the gardening. You're like, dad, chill for a bit. Do you know what I mean? But they're just not that mindset and my husband's the complete opposite he would be horizontal <laughs> if he could be the whole time and it's learning I think that in business and I think all of life is, is relationship but um, learning to um, know that 
how he sees it and he'd be or you work too hard like your stress or whatever that will take years off your life it's healthier to be more his way so for us both to see each other's way of thinking I think is a, is a good skill and thing to learn which I'm still doing yeah that was actually a, another question for you to talk to you again which might feel uncomfortable given that you've it's also <laughs> like management style because inadvertently as a business grows you become a manager yeah. before before you even know that you have yeah and a lot of my um colleagues actually I think it's by default that they're now in a managerial position that they never were they might have been an intern or whatever and as the business grows has grown they've just worked their way up and are now managing people and actually all of us are a bit oh how, how do we do that so I'm still learning there, learning. I mean, they can go on courses. I suppose my level's a little bit different. And like we said, excited, excitingly so, just always evolving. So I'm always learning. I think, listen, I was having a meeting yesterday and we disagreed on something or uh, it was more actually advice on this colleague disagreed with someone else, but come to a disagreement, uh, no matter what it is, as if you were talking with your best friend. So if I disagreed with my best friend, which is natural, okay, how would I get them to see my point of view and how empathetic and how much would I listen to really try and see the, their point of view? And then I think you'd work through it. If you come to that thinking, I'm right and I need to change their mind into what I think is right, because what they think is right is also right to them. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think just come to that with, which we always, if we have a meeting where we know things might get a bit heated or people might disagree or offend. Like we will always start that meeting with, okay, we're in a safe space. Like everyone here probably generally loves each other mm -hmm. in, on some level. Um, so, okay, so we know we're in a safer space. And then if you disagree, it's not to offend or sorry, I didn't understand your way of thinking or so just try and come to it like that. Um, talk to me about a failure or a moment when it felt very, very difficult and, and you, you thought things were kind of in, in a bad way I remember one memory I suppose again that's coming from the no investment piece that I always before we had an FD who has been a bit of a game changer for us but I was still running that cash flow so I remember being, we had a pop-up in LA at the time and I literally used to have to set my alarm and people on the outskirts again people would come into the pop-up being like you're smashing it I'm thinking I had to set my alarm at 2am LA time to move money about so wages could be paid or something do you know what I mean like stuff like that that people don't see that that little grind maybe so it's I suppose it's a bit like that duck do you know what I mean like doing everything but you do often have a bit of grit underneath the last couple of years I think this year is different and I think my mindset's different but yeah maybe getting a bit diluted with being impressed people saying you need to hire these positions or you know how to grow a business or you need this a new CEO maybe I was questioning my ability at that in that role thinking what? To someone to take you out of that role and replace yeah, you? Yeah, maybe I'm creative director. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know how to tie a rap skirt, but actually I'm not confident in the management or something like that, which actually I think my relationship with, with the colleagues and with our team is actually a strength. And um, So, yeah, but I think you're just quite impressed by, oh, we're hiring, that person wants 300 grand a year, maybe they must be amazing, that's going to be this golden ticket to that next level of growth. And uh, like you're just quite impressed, maybe, a bit doughy-eyed to stuff and impressed by titles or salaries or um, CVs when I think if anyone was a genius and that amazing, they wouldn't be coming to work for me. Do you know what I mean? They'd be, uh, they don't Apple what, like, what, like they'd, they'd be at that level themselves. So um, it's just learning, yeah, what those strengths are. Sometimes a longer road is 
Um, there's a great quote. I say a few quotes have been sticking with me lately, but a smooth sea never made for a good sailor. I mean, I'm really genuinely enjoying those learning phases. I love there's a the founder of Spanx, who still I think owns 100%, uh, Sarah Blakely. Um, she's amazing. And she'd come home from um, school every day as a kid and her dad would be like, what did you fail at today? And if her and her brother didn't have anything to say, he'd be like, one, how boring, what a waste of a day. Do you know what I mean? Again, a bit like my son, like, if you found all of this easy, how boring would that be? It means you're not learning anything or it means you're not moving anywhere or like worst case scenario, you fell over in sports day run and that was funny. You can laugh at that. You, had, you entertained people. Like there's nothing bad that can come a failure. And it, again, it's just our society and culture to change that mindset of looking at it as a positive thing. Really just flip it and go, I was meant to fail at that because now I've learned this. It's like when a house sale goes through, you know, when you're trying to buy a house and you literally think that is your life over when, oh, that house fell through. And when you find that next house, you're like, or, or a husband or a partner or whatever it is, oh, I'm so pleased that didn't work out because now I've got this. You've got to, yeah, appreciate, genuinely appreciate those failures, I think. I heard this really great quote on Instagram, if I can try and say it right. This is person who said that whenever shit is going really badly for her, when, you know, he feels like you're having disaster after disaster after disaster, she tells herself that she's in a video game and that she must be on the next level. Like she's like, oh, right, so yeah, sick. I've gone to level 10 now. This is why all this stuff's coming at me That's really fast. so fun. good. And, and you, like when you first start level 10, you're like, oh. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do. You, you do. finish it and you get to Bowser in the castle at the end and you defeat him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, um, yeah, it's so true, and I that's think that, that's probably the bit that we admire in older people. Because by the time you've been through your life, and you're like, oh yeah, we've done, I've had this bit that was felt like a disaster. Yeah. I had this bit that was a heartbreak. I had this bit where it felt like everything was crumbling, and and yet here I am. And human resilience is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. and and I say I, I do actually worry that younger generations coming through don't have that as much. Um, do you think your parents kind of actively taught it to you or do you think it, they demonstrated yeah, it? Yeah, no, my mum would literally be like, if you think you're done, like, you're lucky, you're like, you're, my sister's here as well, but like, you've got, you should know, like, you've got that bit in your stomach that we're really lucky that we've got an extra reserve so we can get through that. Do you know what I mean? Like, or if you're, I, my dad, we used to go running with my dad, like, you're, li and he used to be like, if I was struggling, you're literally putting one foot in front of the other. Like, simplify stuff. And you can, you can finish a race, you can run, 50 miles if you wanted if you all you think about is just putting one foot in front of the other you'll get to the end do you know what I mean so I, yeah I think it's probably just in us <laughs> but it's interesting because then when I ask you about failures and disasters they're quite hard for you to pull out because for you they're just part yeah, and parcel of yeah that's what I mean yeah, yeah yeah I think it's okay that happened but I wouldn't think oh that was dreadful or that yeah I just think okay that happened or that's a I think you have to live with that. They say yeah. when, when you haven't got those failures, that's when to worry. That's when you think something must be brewing or I think that's that's an unnervy place to be. You need to be in a right part of problematic. You know I'm I mean? laughing because I I was raised Catholic as well. So <gasps> the bit where you're like, oh, there must be the bad bit coming. It's, yeah. it's such a Catholic oh, vibe. Oh, really? <laughs> and I must repent for it or whatever. I don't know. But, but at least we're sweet. That as long as you say sorry, everything is forgiven. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So if you do something terrible, sorry. Please forgive me and, and you're fine. I mean, it's so interesting to me that you can't see your 
success. Can you see a trajectory? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I say maybe, maybe let's have a chat in a year's time, and maybe I will because I think my mindset is changing. Like I say, which again is beautiful and, and that forever evolving. That I, I'm now like okay, it's still a group effort. I feel like people have been on that journey with us, or I don't know. Yeah, it's just I'm lucky. I'm, I feel really lucky. So how can you feel that? I don't know. Yeah. You've done something. If I feel like, oh, this is amazing. I always struggle with asking this because I know that people don't ask men it, but I promise I will ask men it. How have you balanced motherhood? And balance is the wrong word, but how do you navigate both those balls, motherhood and running a business? Again, I think maybe because you're a founder, so you can set your own boundaries. I don't know. It's all just a bit entwined. I don't see the two as crazily separate. Don't you? No, I don't think... I don't think I've done made any sacrifices. I don't think I've... Because I, I think everything is a choice. I feel like I'm really lucky to have three amazing kids. You're living... You're literally someone else's dream. So if you moan about anything, like, fuck, who are you to moan? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're... you're yeah, it's amazing. I've got kids and I've got a, an amazing job. So, I don't know. I think, and I think it just changes. I think you... I thought I was busy when I had my first kid. Do you know what I mean? And then... I'm like, oh my God, probably two years ago, I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I thought I was busy then. And then now I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was busy, thought I was busy two years ago. You just get used to things and that's just how it is. And maybe when 50 years, I'll look back thinking, oh, I don't know how I did it. But now I just think, oh, this is, this is great fun. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and it's really important to remember that when it does feel like madness, which it does frequently. Yeah. It's to try and see it as, as, as hilarious and, yeah. and wonderful and... And I, I know all too well that, you know, lots of people have said, you'll look back at this chapter and be like, this was the bit. Yeah. This is yeah, the life. Yeah. It is. I say, you're, I've got friends who can't have kids or there, there are people that can't get a job or like, and I'm lucky enough to have both of those things. I say, I'm like, we're shooting in Ibiza next week. I'm going to take the two little ones with me or that's amazing. So it's interesting, like on the idea of work-life balance is because I'm, I'm again guessing, but quite literally, your kids will come into the shop, and quite literally, the kids will be on the yeah, shoot with you. Yeah. you. It's all part of your and life. Again, probably because that's how I was raised. So, mm. my mum and dad always had their business. So, I was probably in a, a baby carrier on the market store, or I had different people picking me up every day from school because my mum was at work or whatever. They were like, I never felt um, deprived, or no, like, I was like, yeah, that just is what it is. And yeah. they probably then installed that work ethic or I never, yeah, I feel so loved. Like I'm so lucky. Um, so I think that's just how I've been that then they are part of of that. My kids now, like he know, they would know, oh, you have to work hard to, if they want something, okay, where has that come from? Okay, I've got to work for that or do, I don't know. Yeah, is that a conversation that you have them or again, they're just witnessing it? Yeah, and obviously you do it in simpler terms yeah, for of them. Course. So how do you earn that? Or it's if you do that, okay, maybe then we can buy a toy or, mm. or whatever it is, or I don't know, their clothes, like even about them caring for stuff, like if Franny like, drag his feet along the floor on his shoes. And I'm like, Francis, if you get holes in those, you're going to be wearing shoes with holes in. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't expect them to, so just looking after stuff, again, appreciation, just value of such a, um, interesting line to thing is it oh yeah you've lost another pair of shoes yeah. got, you need to go to lost property and you and you need to find them there's suddenly yeah. a point where you're like uh -uh. We do have, again we have a second hand shop at, at the school or whatever but um 
the frost is just that he just grows so fast. So yeah, I'm, I'm like taping him down. You're like a <laughs> wrapping him. Like, the Chinese used to wrap their feet. I just wrap <laughs> him overnight, like in a mummy, and put him to bed. So he like just shrinks. And then one day you look at them, you're like, oh no, genuinely those trousers are yeah, really quite small. Yeah, I'm like, they're buttons. You know, like when you see on Instagram, like the fashion hacks of how they, you like when they're pregnant or how to make trousers fit. I'll just do that for my six year old. <laughs> Squeeze them in. And then the other one gets all the hand me down, so I then need to make it smaller. So. Yeah, those those multi-wear videos I do, actually, they're just yeah. practice for when I'm doing it for my kids. Yeah. And you have dabbled a bit in kids' wear, haven't you? Yeah, we've got a little bit, actually. So I'm going to make, obviously, the kids sing for their supper in Ibiza. They're coming. They're going <laughs> to be shooting the, the kids' swim. So actually, for the first time, we're doing, like, family moment for swim. So mum, dad, boy and girl, which is fun. Yeah, it's so interesting that you feel like you're having this real transition i'm wondering as well and again it's me projecting but whether that's because of where you're at in parenting maybe you're coming out of that earliest chapter and then there's yeah, been a shift. yeah even george said to me the other day about how i'm dressing lately and i was like but i feel like i've been pregnant probably for about six years so you do your your mind's just a little bit mm. I'd, I'd love more kids i love kids but i just think it's your mind is in a different place so yeah maybe now um i don't know yeah back I feel like grounded and excited because I suppose I've done that while the business has been on the probably the biggest growth uh most drastic growth is over the last few years um so now I don't know to have both of those kind of and we're stabilized a little bit I feel quite grounded a bit clearer and yeah excited maybe it is that so interesting how often you don't really know that you've been less that you've been clouded into yeah 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 out yeah. the other side. Yeah, true. Earlier you mentioned admiring Ganny and Zimmerman. And it's actually really interesting that you reminded me that actually those brands are, are older than we might think just yeah. because they feel fresh. Yeah. There's been a journey. But are there any brands or companies that you you wish were yours? Or that you, if you were to choose one? Depends then... in what level. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd own Apple if I, if I could or <laughs> Google or something. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or I do think I'd like to own like some amazing, sustainable tech, futuristic, virtual business. I don't know, but yeah, just make clothes, I suppose. I mean, I'd, in fashion world, I've always wanted to be in the Masoni family. They're just gorgeous and their integrity, like their history of knit and the um, actual art form is amazing. Um, I love the fact, I think Jacquemus is amazing currently as well. I think, again, I think he enjoys himself I think that comes across I don't like anything that's too serious so I love like Ashish Paco Rabanne you know with their sequin and their fun joyousness in party wear and stuff so I suppose that integrity and that history element I really like I like old um uh what's it called like heritage brands for what they stood for and and I suppose that resilience or or how they've withstood Mm -hmm. test of time um like Marks and Spencer's boots any of those old high street um Stores are great. Um, and yeah, that funness, anyone that enjoys themselves with it and manages to bring that joy to the customer, I think is is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so, it, there's something to really hold on to though, to like aspire to build a heritage brand. And actually we all know you can't build a heritage brand no, overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I like, don't think, yeah, that's. I think that comes from all of those things and you yeah. just keep like I said with my dad with the running you put one foot in front of the other and like how times have changed and I think even that's probably worked in my face well, how the consumer has changed so drastically in the last three years than the rest of the 10 years that I've been doing the business um, obviously COVID and now with the economy during cost of living and what they expect from a brand 
which just makes you work harder, which is good. It might take a bit longer. Um, and I think that's changed as well. We look in longer term with stuff. I think when I first started, maybe I didn't because of that cash flow and how we ran the business, that discipline, you need to see an immediate return on something straight away. That's probably a lesson actually to an earlier question. Um, I did, again, I don't regret it. It's how we, we are where we are now. But um, I wish maybe I thought bigger earlier and not needed that, which I did at the time. I needed to pay like salaries. I needed to do so. I need to see an immediate return for every investment I did. So if I do that tomorrow, I need something from it. Whereas now I go, okay, I do that tomorrow. And actually I might not see the return for nine months. I'm now in a nice, like better place, more fortunate place that I can do that. And I think you build a heritage brand or with more of that mindset, I think. Um, yeah, you invest better with time, with money, with people, um, and you allow things to bloom and grow more organically that way. Yeah, but I'm wondering, you can't really do that and yeah, until you've got the experience no, to know, yeah. to know I that. I know, I know. So that's why I say you can't have it. You can't say, so I wish I did that different rubbish because that's how, why you are where you are now. But it maybe it would have been different. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> And what does the next year look like? And if you can think this far ahead, what, what does the next five years look like? Um, the next year, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited about our team, about that younger management team coming through and growth and, and product and brand really um, solidifying that place in the industry, I think, in the market as, as what we are, what we stand for. And um, I say for size inclusivity, we're growing that even more, like down and up, for example, and, and leading in in that and for everything to still be true and honest. We're opening a store in America, our first flagship in New, in New York in May, which, yeah, so exciting. And again, the, the size offering really resonates there. Like our customers, we did a pop-up there in October. The customers were just joyous. Like I come back from New York buzzing, like they were just amazing to see all these women in in our changing rooms, in that one space and, and to get like celebrating each other. It was just amazing. So actually having a space to celebrate women like that was really beautiful to see. So yeah, we're opening and as I say the size will extend even more for that opening. Um, so that's a pretty big thing in the calendar and hope that is on a business level, like then a sprinkled, because the US is our biggest territory apart from the UK. It's quite big for us. Um, that is a springboard probably to, to the growth out there and yeah, really excited for it, yeah. See, when you say you can't stand back and see your success, I mean, say it again, you're about to open a store in know. New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, but, but I think it's just normal. Like, my mum was like, oh, I'll go and work out there for a couple of weeks. I'll see my sister for a little bit. Like, it's still, I think when you, and, and actually, maybe that's conscious because I remember even like Apple, again, when I say about owning them, but I think they're an amazing company that you still think you're cooler for buying an Apple than a Mac. You still think you're like you're in a club, like Glossier, for example, another amazing business. You think you're you're in a bit of a niche for buying and knowing and Glossier, but like this multi-billion company. So I think that is, I've been conscious of that. Someone taught me that for maybe about five years ago of maintaining that. So so the conversation we have with our customer, that familiarity, and and I suppose that comes with my presence on social as well. Really having that. Um, connection with them from me so it doesn't feel there's a hierarchy it doesn't feel elitist at all it's gross do you know what I mean it's so boring that um so keeping that that community and that personal spirit as we scale 
yeah, is a challenge of mine and, and I hope we're doing it, but yeah, to keep that. I'm just thinking back to this amazing event that I went to with your team and you, all your team sat down and had dinner with us and often in, in these kind of things, it, it, they kind of float around on the outside, but it was just, you, you couldn't create that. It's just a load of people who all believe the same thing and who don't have to kind of think about how they're talking about the brand because because yeah. they're just in it and they're wearing it and they're just you know the line between your customer and your your team is a blurry line kind of in the best possible way isn't it yeah and I, I don't even think I say I never started with a business plan I don't like things grew organically I think that is probably because I started on the market stall myself and that's just how I I would still clean the toilet if it needed to be. do you know what I mean like in the bit I think that's just how we are, no one's above each other, the lines are blurred, doesn't matter what role you play in it, whether you are the customer, the the cleaner, the CEO, whatever it is, you're you're on that together. Just because you happen to have your circumstance put you in that position, you'll put your trousers on the same way. Do you know what I mean? That's what my mum has all taught me. If you're sitting up the bar with Beyonce, like you you both got dressed and you both go to the toilet the same in the morning and you both do that like she just happens to then have had a different path or whatever she's done but maybe Beyonce doesn't put her trousers on herself maybe someone else does that yeah maybe someone maybe she doesn't go to the toilet the same but she's maybe a, maybe a bad example yeah. she's a little bit more supernatural um but the majority but, of yeah the majority the of us normal people in this room and that are listening um yeah, yeah. you're all on that journey together so, so true weird I'm so lucky that I was born in a country that's not in conflict that a family that I'm loved and, and all of those chances I know I'm really privileged um and there's people that just happen to be born, actually, I'm reading a, um, is it Oliver Jeffries' uh, book at the minute? Yeah. And he must be, I think he might be from Northern Ireland. And, and and to explain the conflict, like, he's just like, this is mental, this conflict of Northern and Southern Ireland. He wrote this book about just putting um, perspective on it. Someone goes to the stars and it's basically this land. Do you know what I mean? That we've, we've chosen to divide up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mental that someone might happen to be born somewhere else and then that makes them not as have opportunity or not have food or whatever it mm. is. I say the last quote, yeah, if you um, if you have more than you need, build a longer table, not higher walls. Um, two questions to end. Number one, where can people find you slash the brand? Um, I just started Instagram myself. <laughs> it's not very good, but just Lucy Aylen and never fully dressed, basically. I'm, yeah. I'm on there maybe. It's never fully dressed on Instagram. Sorry, it's a long name to type in as well. So if you want to email me, Lucy at Never Fully Dressed, like it's just a bit of an ag, isn't it? Um, TikTok, I think we're never fully dressed on everything. Yeah, yeah. you're quite, you're, you're we're quite about now. You're yeah, around. we're still about, you're sorry. About. Yeah. And then I always end by asking people, if you could have an honest conversation with one person, who would it be and what would you say? It's Easter around the corner, I'd say Jesus. Would you? Yeah. What would you say to him? Did all those things happen? <laughs> I don't know. Make, the, make this glass of water into wine. It'd be a more eventful morning, yeah. Maybe I'd ask him that. <laughs> that's, that's as good as anything. I hope. I mean, imagine if you did have a chat with Jesus. That would be put you on a different path, wouldn't yeah. it? I, I, I love any kind of religion. Obviously, I, I say I was brought up, I'm, I'm Christian, but like, I love any religion. I just find it so interesting, the history about it and what it's done and how people have used it. I just know, I, I find it all quite fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So you'd go with Jesus and he'd, yeah. be, and he'd be, again, off my, I was hearing how Lucy has given up toast for Lent, which <laughs> on the first hand sounds not a big deal, but actually if you think about life without toast, it is quite it was, rubbish. It was getting to be quite an addiction. I'd, I'd have four slices a day, every day, at least. On a Saturday, like if you're cleaning, I'll just Yeah, but you are, it it's just toast. It's like toast. No, I know it's fine. It was the, 
yeah, the habit. I don't care that yeah. I don't think toast is bad for no, you. No, it's I don't, the habit. I'm not like like I'm not um have a phobia of bread or <laughs> but I think carbs are our friend. But it was just yeah, yeah that habitual. And also, it's just useful sometimes if you see these like habits that building about trying to learn to walk away from them and move away from them and, and testing yourself a yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't think it is even that deep. No, I no, think no. It's just, I think it's just like, oh, what should I give up? Do you know what I mean? Toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toast was the first <laughs> thing that came to mind, which it normally is. So maybe I'll think harder next time. I no, I'm not. I'm not I, don't I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm inspired. Might, <laughs> I sound like I'm judging your toast. I, I'm not. I think no, it's a great one. <laughs> everyone will. This is a terrible, yeah. Maybe we should have ended on the, the, the Jesus thing. Yeah, right. The higher walls, the higher walls and the... And the table, that sounded a bit more profound. Now everyone's like disregarded everything I've spoken okay. about. What we'll do is we'll cut out the toast. <laughs> I'll just keep that as my information. Thank you so much, Lucy. Thank it's you. been brilliant. And thank you. And well done for everything you've achieved. And that's another episode wrapped. Thank you so much for listening to Meet the Founder, part of But Why podcast. It's so easy to forget the humans behind the products that fill our shelves and phones but I love being reminded that every brand began with a person having a great idea. These chats are about more than me being nosy, although that is a big part of it. It's about remembering the reality that success isn't linear and that being a founder doesn't take one shape. Thank you so much to my guests and thank you for listening. And just one more ask, if you could please leave us a review or shout about it on social media, it makes a huge difference to the number of listens we get. And last but not least, if you do want to get in touch, and I always love hearing from you, you can email me on buttwhy at clemmytelford.com or find us at buttwhypodcast on Instagram. Wishing you a very excellent day and catch you next time. <laughs>